Yeah, I totally hate the fire department. Welcome to Dads Being Dads, episode 382, with your hosts, not a school committee member, but a driving instructor, Jason and Randy. I'm Jason, he's Randy. How you doing, Randy? Uh, it's been a few, uh, no, uh, well, yeah, I'm not official driving instructor. Okay, so it's been three weeks or f- since we actually recorded, so it's not been a lull in um, episode production, it's been a lull in, well, no, it had not episode posting, it has been an actual lull in episode production. It is May 9th, 2023, we took off April 18th. Because it was school vacation week. We took off April, April 25th because it was the election of which I ran for school committee for anybody that's new to the show. And, uh, <laughs> and I did not win. I came in out of six candidates running for three positions. I came in uh, sixth behind blank, but I did not come in last. Someone came in seventh. No, uh, we have a, it's a It's a weird thing. Like you get picked come multiple. in sixth. No, I came in sixth out of because blank beat me. No, someone else lost. Yeah, yeah, and somebody else lost, but blank beat me. Remember, like yeah, blank, people I know. would Some, rather have nobody than me. But no, it's not that <laughs> that they they go in to vote for something and they're like, "What is this nonsense? I don't even care about school committee. I only care about my yeah, property tax select board or whatever." Right? Yeah, so they don't vote for it, and apparently that happens. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah, and I mean. I know a lot of people that voted just for me and it's, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. Right. So let's, I mean, real quick, like I was that day as I was standing out there, cause I stood at the polls for 7am to 8pm. Uh, it was a long day and I got to the point where I was like, I know a lot of people that came out. So if this was a popularity contest, I think it would do well. Right. Like, and it shouldn't be, don't get me wrong. But my point was that I got people to come to the polls, right? And that's what you need to do, right? Get out to vote, bang, bang. Good for you. Yeah. And I was Democracy. like, yeah. And if I don't win, I'm okay with it because that means all the people I don't know, like, or the people that don't know who I am, like the other people, I don't represent them, right? So I don't want to, I shouldn't win because I don't, that's the way that the, the, the government, right? Sure. It's a representative government. So, right. That's, yeah. that's such a fair point. Yes. So I was like, you, okay with it, you know. As a representative government, yeah. you really don't want to win if the, if the and at the same time you're like, but wait a minute, I want, yeah, I, I want to tell you guys what's what. Yeah, and, you should. I do. I should represent you. You're wrong. Yeah, in I my am, opinion. I so I mean, of course, there was a part of me that was disappointed, and I would have rather won. I did a lot. But in some I, ways, that is true, though. And that's the weird part about politics. Yeah. In a lot of ways, and I'm including myself, people don't know what's good for them, mm. and. When you get into politics, you sort of, right, you start studying these things and you, <clears throat> you're like, well, I know, I've, I know what's good. Like I have a degree in everything that's good or something. Like I went to college to learn about how communities work and what's efficient and what's like fiscally responsible. Like let's get into that, into that side of it, right? You could have a, you could have a PhD in, uh, managing a town or some nonsense, right? You right. could be studying this your whole life and you'd go into the election going, um, yeah, please elect me because, like, I went to school for this, and here's all the evidence as to why I'm good at it. 
And here's all these other towns that I've managed. And then some other Jamoke comes up and it's just like, woo, you know, free popcorn and beer and stuff. And they're like, yeah, that guy, because he just says stuff, right? His signs look cool and he yells real loud. So let's vote for him or her. Yeah. And and you lose the popularity contest and the town suffers. So you, you have to win the popularity contest in order to in order to help them. It's kind of like, it's like trying to save someone that's drowning, you know? Yeah. And you go over to try to save them and they try to drown you. And so you have to do that whole technique they taught you in Boy Scouts where you sort of, you could push them under to get them off of you. And then when they come back, you drag them backwards and stuff. <clears throat> it's, it's weird. Or a trapped animal. You want to help a trapped animal and they try to bite you, of course. Yeah. Well, why wouldn't they? They don't know what's good for them, right? No, but you're right. Like people are do like vote against their own self interest and yeah. stuff. And the other thing that was weird, like somebody just last night was like, "Hey, yeah, I voted for you, and I voted for somebody else, and I voted for that other person because they graduated with my daughter." I'm like, "What?" Like, right? You, <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm like, "Okay, great." And then that, and that part, I'm like, "Democracy sucks. It's stupid. There's too many people that can vote. Like they don't care. They're just voting for like." This should be property only, owners only. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm I'm kidding, but mostly kidding. I don't know. I, yeah, I'm I'm kidding less than I want to admit to myself. But not property owners, but the amount of like people that don't really know anything, and then they vote, and they can vote, and then I put all this like effort into making my points known, and people have no idea, and they just vote for who I am or who somebody else is by name, or they graduated with that. Fine, great. All right. Yeah, that's fine. Go America. No, it worked out. It's fine. And now I'm. Uh, I, I decided to. Uh, I'm now the treasurer for my local PT for my my school's PTO. I was like, well, I get. I have the time. I allocated the time oh, in my life. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But that was sort of funny because then I showed up to the first PTO meeting. I'm like, oh, it's, this is pretty easy. You just have to manage the spreadsheet, and then like you handle the checkbook and blah blah blah, and like. In and out, and I'm like, okay, I can do all that. I'm good with spreadsheets, whatever. It's not really a spreadsheet thing. It's more of like a checkbook register. It's not hard. Turns out I get to the meeting. It's me and like 25 other women. And I'm like, okay. Nice. Uh, They're hey, the ones that volunteer. Hey, and Frank, ladies. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's unfortunate, right? We get we get the, the dads all go be coaches. Yeah. And the moms are on the yeah. PTO and the school committee. and Yeah. And, um, uh, yeah. Yeah. And so is that, is that an okay division of duties? I don't, I don't know, it's, but it's funny. It's like, it's, it's like, a will be a little sexist here. Maybe it's like a sewing circle though. It's just like, you know, yeah. and, and I, I'm not trying to be derogatory when I say this, but it's a little bit like hurting cats. Like. They're just, they would, it's fine. The meetings are just, and the same thing. I, I, I'm really not being sexist because the school, um, the, the, the soccer board meeting I was on last night, it's the same sort of way. Much different than like the town meeting or the select or the, um, school committee meetings. It's same, stay on task, right? And there's not a lot of sidebar. If, if it's not specific to the issue at hand, the agenda item, then they don't talk about it. And this is like, you know, there's a lot of it. And then like, one woman was like, I need to go to the bathroom. She's like, can we talk stop for a second? And like, 15 minutes later, we reconvened after everyone topped off their wine glasses, had a bunch of snacks. Somebody, his kid showed up and left the whole thing. I was like, okay, all right. This is how this is going. It's a much more loosey goosey kind of 
chill. Uh, and then I also found out they didn't have a treasurer like all of last year. And the and the one woman who was the outgoing president was like, so like, when would you feel comfortable like starting with this all? And I'm like, oh, whenever, really. She's like, okay, great. Can you handle the taxes? I was like, what? <laughs> like <laughs> for, for last year? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which we're due in January, by the way. Yes, because uh, the businesses are due. Yeah. Sooner, yes. And it's freaking May. It's usually and- March. They're doing March. Well, I don't know. This was, they said, oh yeah, I think they were due January 25th. And like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, wait a second. And like, uh, but it's okay. It, unless we get it, unless we're late like three years in a row, we will, you know, you, you have to be late three years in a row to lose your status, your 401c status. I'm like, all right. So I got one more year to go. All right. <laughs> oh man. It's, it's, uh, yeah. And then I was like, what did I do? But I don't know. I still, I still like, I'll go. It's, it's going to be way less commitment than school committee. And the other thing was the school committee thing started to get a little nasty at the end on, on like the social media. And I was just like, what, dude? I, some guy kind of called me an anti-Semite, like, because I, I, I was trying to ask, I don't know. It's a whole thing. And you, you really got to jump right to it. it. Yeah. You got to jump straight to it. Yeah. I'm hey, what gonna... do you think about <laughs> you're an anti-Semite? No, okay, it was right. like whether or not we like as, as the school, like people in the general community, we have an uptick in anti-Semite Semitic things happening at the school. Basically people are drawing swastikas around the school campus. And periodically, not like all the time, but not that makes it any better or worse, but it's happened more than it should. And which is more than zero, but, uh, it it was, came up on Facebook and I was like, it's, I was like, and then someone in the community who doesn't have a kid in the school is like, I had no idea this was happening because I'm not in the school. I don't get the messages from the school saying this is happening. And he's like, I can't believe this is going on. I'm like, well, that's interesting. I didn't realize that you don't know this or the general community doesn't know when these things happen. And he's like, well, how do you think we should? And I'm like, I don't really feel comfortable asking whether or not the school should be like publicizing the anti-Semitic events. I would look toward somebody else that's like a, a Jewish person who's on the school committee and I named him. I'm like, right. he right. would, I would ask him somebody closer to this how they felt about like Man. the like jewish people want people going like hey the school is a bunch of you know anti-semites yeah. in it like there's all these things that are happening or do they want to be like maybe we don't want to publicize that as a thing so you know i'm definitely i'm moving over to your camp on this because you could you could come up with a lot of examples right like yeah. we go we just go on about our day yeah let's say you're just having a normal day and we always make fun of what's in the news in general yeah. It's a slow news day. They show the uh, the trial about the ski crash between the, oh, the right. famous. It's like who cares? That's why fine. is this in the news at all? Like yeah. who cares? This does not matter. You you wouldn't show a trial of any other ski crash only because it's some famous person and some. Yeah. Uh, and then there was something else weird in the news the other day. <clears throat> but so is it? If we're going about our day. And, I mean, you said some slur to me, let's say. Would would I make the school, would I make the town, like, publish it on the town website or something? Like, I, just take it to some weird extreme. Well, I mean, you don't have to take it to a weird extreme. Just take it to, the like, a kid drawing a swastika in the school bathroom. Right. Does it need to be amplified? Is the point you've right. been That's kind of making? Right. That's my point. Yeah. I, and I, I and I we've talked about this in the past where someone posted this on someone drew one in the snow and then a, someone took a picture of it and put it put it on well, Facebook. That was the N-word, but yeah. Yeah, something like that. And yeah. and I was, you know, I responded like, "Why, you know, basically, why don't you just wipe it off and move on?" Because this is 
just amplifying their platform. Like, yeah, what's the point of just raging to the internet? <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like, to some extent, it, and this kind of goes for... And that was in snow, could, so it was literally like, it was in walk snow. on Pe- it, and it's piece gone. Piece of cake. Right? Like, yeah, go- <laughs> 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 right, it would have melted eventually, just breathe on it heavily for... Yeah. Um, you can, I mean, you you could say the same thing. Like the police don't announce that stuff. Like, let's think that. Think about that example. Poli- their job is to go. Well, who knows? But let, let their job is to go find people committing crimes. Yeah. <clears throat> Arrest them, handle it, do whatever. I assume they're doing it all the time. And there is a they do publish it in the newspaper, right? There is a police blotter with all the stuff. Yeah. Those are usually just the calls, but they don't, I don't think they publish like we, do they publish every arrest they make? Well, no, no I mean like the, definitely like the spy organizations don't say, Hey, we got another guy. We did this. We did, right. you know, they don't, they don't. So it's, 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 or it's, we're investigating this person yeah. or we, or if they did discover, like, let's say the police found some drawing or whatever, would they go straight to their police Facebook page and just put it up there and say, <laughs> Right. You should be ashamed of yourselves. And should they? I don't know. (laughs) No, I don't think they should. I think it's part of their part of your world is. And this is where we get into this. This we've talked about this a bunch. Like, I know there are starving people in the world and I'm not doing a thing about it right now. (laughs) And I got to move on with my life. Right. Because you can't. And is that the same thing as yeah. some kid drew a swastika somewhere and therefore the whole sc- – and I, I'm ranting about this because um, – <clears throat> okay, here's here's a story. It's relatable. Yesterday, I get a text from my son because he, he sends me these random things sometimes that I don't know that I can actually take action on. But he, he just says – it just says we're locked out of the – we can't get our stuff out of the locker room. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. What do you want me to do about it? <laughs> he doesn't reply. So I get the story later. The schools, the kids uh, finish their track practice and they go back into the school and the locker room is locked and they can't get their stuff. So one of them goes and finds the nurse or something and someone in the office. And do you think they unlock the locker room for them? No. They yell at them for being in the school. What? You shouldn't be in here. How'd you get in here? Tell us how you got in here. Because technically the school is now they're locking the school. <clears throat> so this is what I, they're locking the schools like all the time now because of shootings, because of, I think there was one incident where some kids walked around in the school off hours that didn't go to Maynard. And mm. it's like, who cares? So now they lock all the buildings all the time. And they just kind of hand wavy said, well, you have to arrange for your coaches or teachers to let you in. But didn't really implement a plan. So now, and the kids got into the school because a kid that was already in the school opened the door for them and let them in. Right? Saw the whole track team outside and said, come on in. And they got yelled at because they weren't supposed to be, because a teacher didn't let them in the school. And their stuff is in the locker room. It's after practice. And the locker room is locked, so they can't get in there either. It's like, 
I forgot where I even started. So it's this big overreaction. It's oh. like, okay, I get the shootings are out of control. Yeah. There's like two or three a day now. But it's a big country. Right? I mean, again, if we have, we don't have to talk about motor coaches. I don't want to. There's probably 10 people a day that are killed with motor coaches. More. 10. But it's way more than that. It's way more than that. There's like 40,000 people a year in the U.S. Just, it's an insane number. I'm not even kidding. I think it's 40,000. Oh, keep going. <laughs> so, <laughs> did we, did we ban motor coaches from everyone? No, because it's too convenient. So, but we do lock our kids out of the school. <sighs> so, I, I don't know. And, and it's similar with this, like, oh, this is, it's 40,000. Uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, this is a, this is a, a mind boggling them. Uh, this I think is globally, but it says whether you're on the road or home or abroad, know the risks and take steps to protect your health and safety each year. 1.35 million Million. people are killed around roadways around the world. Every day, almost 3,700 people are killed in crashes involving cars, buses, motorcycles, bicycles, trucks, or pedestrians. (laughs) Yeah, that's globally 1.3 million. Yeah, in the U.S., it's like 40, 50,000. All right, well, I've got that. I got that data here. So in 2021, it was, yeah, 42,000. I think that's what the- (laughs) 42,000 people. yeah. And yet, we're designing a new school right now, and what do they do? They want to wind the road right around the school- Make the kids cross it seven times <laughs> and and lock the doors so that they don't get shot. It's like you're it's very short sighted, I guess is my point. This this idea that like let's perceive danger from some kid doing some random stupid thing. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Think about that with your teenage driver. Yeah. That's a lot. I used to think about that all the time when I was first driving. Yeah. Like quite, quite literally, I don't know how it got into my head. Yeah. But uh, constantly, and maybe it's, there was lots of ads <laughs> on TV for drunk driving and stuff like that. Um, constantly, I thought like I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a mistake. I'm gonna kill someone, mm. and that my life will be over. That's yeah. That's like terrifying, right? That yeah. So yeah. we can we can get into this, th- but th- in 1900, guess how many it was in 1900. <laughs> It's 200, 200 people. Zero. 36. 36. 36. <laughs> because there were no vehicles. And then in, in 1901, it went up 47% to 54. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the rate has slowed somewhat, except, uh, yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. In 2000, between 2020 and 2021, it went up 10.5%, which is a lot. Pre, pre-motor coach. Yeah. Yes. It was but going That's to- something that is mind-boggling. Yeah. The, the, the change... It was going down for a while, like a lot in the early, in the aughts. It went down like one, two, three, four, five, six, six yes. years in a it row. It was. Guess what made it go back Eight up? Eight out of nine years. Dude, you're picking the timing. It's easy. Do you know why it went back up? No. Phones. Oh. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, In the aughts, early 2000s. Yeah, it was down. And then trucks. Well, it went back up after COVID, clearly. So It went back up after COVID, but phones and trucks. Phones of trucks and SUVs, basically. Yeah, it's and hovered it's, around. I've explained oh, actually, this a million yeah, times. It's, it's been down. 1988, it was at 47,000. Oh, that's interesting. So, so that's did. because we had yeah. horrible safety standards 
in the cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so you have to look at the stats. And 79. Yeah, 51,079. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 50. that's like bench seats and no seat belts. 74. It was 54,000. Right. That's you, – you hit uh, the yeah. car in front of you and you fly through the windshield. Yeah. Like that's uh, – now we have good safety standards for the people in the cars. Yeah. And the stats shifted from – you're safe. You used to die in your car in a low speed crash. So now you're just murdering everyone outside the car with your with your nine foot so high fun. grill. Yeah. Uh, all right. That's interesting and, and terrifying. But um, okay. I don't Dude, know. What have I been telling you all these years? <laughs> yeah, I know. Completely yeah. terrifying. Well, <laughs> that we just gloss over it is well, the most okay. terrifying. Yeah. So so. Back to, I mean, I don't really dive, deep dive into the school shooting thing. I also knew my kids are in a new building, right? Same school, but yeah. new building. Like, and it's locked all the time. And I'm like, this su- sucks. Like they have a code so, to get yeah, in the building. And I'm like, this is, this is not a welcoming thing. Like, I, no. and I, I, I'm so, this is one of those things I'm so conflicted about because like if it stops the school from getting shot up, then it's all, we're, you know, it's great. But if it, if, I don't. It wouldn't though. I don't, though, because I don't <laughs> know that it would. Right? The door is obviously. Obviously, yeah. they would just kick the door in or shoot exactly, the door because the door is all glass, and that's exactly what happened in Tennessee. The guy just yeah. blasted his way through the glass that was right. eight feet tall, and that's exactly what the door isn't. You know, or and you know, there's there's yeah, eight feet tall glass panes with you know, you can see the uh, the um, it's the the admin. They're right there. You can just. And there's a camera, and it's like weird. Okay, I don't know why you need this camera. You can just look through the glass, but, um, you know, on a be- on a buzzer with a camera, you know, like one mm-hmm. of those. But I'm like, oh, yeah. you can yeah, s- I can see you right there. Hello. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's weird. Like I don't really think it's. I think it's so much more performative than it is like practical, right? I think it's just a pain in the neck, and I think it it almost like drives this this. Not to, you know, it's a non-welcoming thing. You're like, oh, yeah. I'm locked in out of this building. This just aggravates me. Uh, yeah. You know, I don't, I don't really belong no, it is. here. It's, so. it's, a, it's a source of constant aggravation. And, yeah. And they go out of their way to say, oh, we told all the coaches not to prop the doors open. We told everyone not to prop. And the doors get propped open. Yeah, we had a big you, problem with that You go to year. the baseball yeah. game and you're looking out back and the whole team's yeah. there. And you look over at the school and the gym door's propped open. Yeah. Because you think that. You think those kids, like the coach is on the field and the kids are running back and forth. Like they got to go to the bathroom. They got to get something in the locker room. You think they want to be like, coach, leave the field because I got to go use the bathroom. Like it's crazy. It's, and it's, (sighs) I I go through this story last year though. One of the, one of the doors got left open. You should have seen social media. They wanted to murder somebody. Like somebody needs to be fired for this. This is like for leaving egregious. And you're like, are you serious? Do not really. Yeah. You are you are way out of line. Like, if, and you have yeah. to sell the story to be like we are a community. Yeah, you know, there's there's cameras in the school. Yeah, I know there are, right? Uh. So, like, what are we worried about happening here? Someone's going to walk into the school and smash it to bits, steal the computers, whatever. Like, I, and I, I talk. I we talked about this the other day because the door, of the school being locked, thing came up. We don't lock the house. I don't lock my car. And people think I'm crazy for that. Yeah, I do. I don't lock my house either. And, <laughs> and it's like, yeah. well, you you don't until something happens and then you do. I'm like, Yeah, but yeah. I don't want to live in a place where I think I need to. Right. right. Because if it's casual enough where someone's going to walk in here and take something, <laughs> yeah. well, they might. Right? 
But I'd almost rather they do that than kick my door in and take some. Because <laughs> if they want to come in, they're going to yeah, break the door, yeah, and yeah. that's super inconvenient. Yeah. So they're still going to steal the thing. They're still, still, now they're going to bust gonna the steal door the to thing. deal with. Yeah. In yeah. fact, a long time ago, I had a. I was living in the city, and I had a car in the city. And if you left it parked on the street, uh, they would just smash. I mean, they would walk down the street and smash every window, and just to see if anything was inside. <laughs> They didn't even know, like, they couldn't even see if anything was inside. Right. They smashed the window to open the glove box. And so every car down the side of the road would have the window smashed. And it's like, you know, I'd be, I think at one point I put a sign in there that was like, the door is unlocked, you know? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't smash the window and the door is unlocked. Yeah. They don't want to take the car. That's too risky. Uh, and then one one night... I went out in the morning, and my back, the little triangle window behind, it was like a little yeah, yeah, yeah. Honda yeah. sedan thing. The little triangle window was broken. And the whole car smelled, because basically a house, an unhoused person <laughs> said, here's a great place to sleep, and they smashed the little window to open the door and slept in it. It wasn't locked. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't check. They uh, broke the window to unlock it to get in, and it's like, come on, dude. <sighs> Just we had I mean, that right. We had a, we, that happened to my car in my driveway here. One of those little windows was broken, and I never really figured out what that was. <laughs> that was probably just a baseball. But it was like overnight. It was a weird thing. Like why would somebody yeah. break the window? And you know they weren't. They didn't go into yeah. the car because it was it was like a like a BB gun through it or something. Yeah, that could have been it. I remember that. But Anyways. yeah, I don't. I like I like being in a place where. You can trust your neighbors. You can trust the people walking your through your neighborhood. Your privilege is showing, Randy. I know. I love the privilege. Yeah. But what does that mean? But that's a little bit different. That's a different kind of privilege. Right? You don't actually want people to live in a contentious environment. Oh. <laughs> it's like you don't want people battling for protecting their goods. And, no, no, no. Like, that's not a lifestyle. You, yeah. want every, you want a community. Everybody wants that. Yeah, that was <laughs> – that you say this we just had town meeting and in new england town meeting this is like parks and rec if you've ever watched that show it, this is like the epitome of that it was two nights and it was like a total of like 10 hours or whatever and there was like 43 different warrants we talked about and one of them was to allow 16 year olds to vote in local election because federal they can't uh and somebody got up there and said well i think 16 year olds should be able to vote since they have to prove they have to participate in the Alice drills and the C in Alice stands for confront. So what better way for them to confront school violence than to be able to vote in local matters? That was their justification. And I was like, no, nobody want that. That's what you just said. Like that's the most flawed thing. I don't want anybody to have to s confront school shooting. That's not what I, it doesn't make me want to have them have the right to <laughs> like, know. what the, how do you, <laughs> C is it it yeah. was like the weirdest sort of, you know, uh, leap of justification that I've ever heard in my life. People ate it up. They loved it. Oh, that's true. And I'm like, well, then five-year-olds should be able to vote. Five-year-olds <laughs> don't have to confront. They're not taught to confront. I'm like, they're taught Alice drills. And this woman, this woman homeschools her kids too. And then we, I started arguing with her and well, discussing with her on Facebook the next day. And she was like, I did not mean that. I meant that. I'm like, that's not what you said. And she's like, well, you might be right. And I'm like, well, and if I'm right, I have a problem with uh, 
elected officials misrepresenting the facts. And she's like, oh, you're also right about that. And I was like, wait, what? You're standing like – well, like, now she's just thinking about something else. Yeah. I'm like, wait, and you admitted that you misrepresented the facts as an elected official. I was like, wait a second. How can this be? Okay. Dang, and then, yeah. <laughs> then I was like, fine, I'm out. Ugh. Anyways, yeah. Town meeting was Point of close. order. <laughs> yeah. I like it. And everybody messes up the public meeting things, too. I love it. Oh, yeah. It was fun. I start fine. saying, wait, can we do this now? Or yeah, do point we of order. Motion. <laughs> uh, good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 it's funny too. Cause I, I, I don't, I had a conversation. I had like a, like little, so after the first meeting, they like had pub, they had transportation for people, but it ended at 10 15. Whoever did like the, we'll drive you across town, across town. It's some sort of public free transportation for people who wanted to go to yep. this. It's a 10 15. Anybody that needs to get on the, you know, we're probably, we're not going to close the meeting down, but if you need to leave, you need to leave and that are leaving now. And then people were like, well, I'll give them a ride. I'll give them a ride. You know, it's just like, well, I'll give rides. So everybody, so there was a bunch of people afterwards. If you needed a ride, please meet in the lobby. We'll get you home. So we, I'm waiting in the lobby and the town moderator, she's there and I'm talking to somebody from FinCom who I'm friendly with. And it's like this whole thing. And then it's like this totally weird conversation. You were just up there like, you know, yelling at everybody and t- demanding order and all this stuff. And now you're just like, yeah, it went pretty well. It went well tonight. I thought it went smoother than I expected. And you're like, what the? <laughs> That's what everybody it's does. It's all yeah. just posturing. It's all ceremony and it's all BS. And I'm just like, what? She's like, yeah, this, you know, it was going great tonight. I'm like, you were just two minutes ago, like smashing the gavel and then you stop and yelling at people. And I'm like, That's crazy. So it's, yeah. <laughs> you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so wild. You get to see the craziest stuff, the different personalities people get up. One woman, there's 43 warrants, and after every time she would get up there and be like, I support this. I think we should be doing this wrong. I, I support this. I'm a part of this group, and we support this. I'm up here standing as a citizen. I'm up here also as a member of this, and I support th- – I'm like, every single freaking thing you need to get up. <sighs> so, yeah. And she also had like four motions that she provided, pushed herself. And it, and it's so wild and it's so antithetical to like a private industry, which I've always worked in, right? I've never, I've, I've, I'm, I've yeah. consulted in the public sector as part of a private company, but never worked in the private or a public sector. And it's just like, just nuts. It's crazy. The people are like, yeah, we, I want them to be a best effort that we, uh, source any electric vehicles with, uh, companies through companies oh, that source yeah. their cobalt ethically and like, Someone's like, can somebody please define what best, best effort means? And someone gets up and is like, what we don't source our food too? ethically. Why are we going to source our cars yeah. ethically? And you're like, oh, my gosh. Like, yes. <laughs> and it's like, what does best effort mean? How are you going to define it? And like, and the guy's like, we already do best effort. Our best effort is this. And like, oh, man. All right. Yeah. Um, kids and I mean, kids can happen in Congo the sector too, but you can always bring it back to, is that making us money? Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, uh, yeah. Oh, I know. But so the, in the, in the, in the town scene, it's, it's a little bit mixed in the, in the school scene as well. It's not like, you know, cause you're not, <clears throat> your primary motivation isn't to earn money. It's to educate the children. And then it starts extending into athletics, which is weird because, only kind of in the U.S. that we tie athletics to the schools and in Europe and stuff. They're separate clubs. Yeah. Uh, so those budgets get oddly mixed and it, it, it's a weird – that's always a, that's always a battle, right? <laughs> yeah. The football team gets all kinds of funding and whatever. Yeah. But uh, 
Yeah, and the town, the same thing, right? And people stand up and say, I support the police and the fire, but why do we need a bench? Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's so much good Simpsons material here, too. Yeah. I mean, every time it's like, all in favor say aye, all in favor yeah. say nay. I say we let them go. Every single time I just <laughs> like, I mutter that to myself. <laughs> Oh, so good. Oh, man. Taxes. Taxes, people. Yeah. Yeah. Monorail. What's it say? <laughs> Monorail. Monorail. Is, What's is that perfect, word? Monorail. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Sorry, we Mom, do stuff the mob like has spoken. all the time. Oh, it's yeah. so true, too. It's, I mean... It's, I mean, mobs, except the, in the modern day, what mobs do in towns is they build fire stations. Uh-huh. We have, a, we have one of the most expensive fire stations in the state. An act yep. that we're building or built or yep. done, yeah. No, oh, but don't you you don't you want to be protected in case your house catches fire? Like it's because it's an easy one to rally against. What are you saying? You don't support our fire department? Yeah, yeah I totally hate the fire department. This guy from FinCom, <laughs> different guy, but he was like, "We built that freaking fire station. There's one fire in town a year, just like yeah. you're saying, with like one yeah. a year." I'm like, well, there's got to be at least more than one because my neighbor's house just cost. I was like, no. he's like, we have <laughs> right. one fire a year. I'm like, uh, he's like, we all we needed was an ambulance there, and an and ambulance. that would have been yeah. because people were like, it cost, takes ten minutes to get across town if someone's having a cardiac event, and we need. And I'm like, that's legit, right? They have put a bunch of residences in there, so okay, we need to have somebody that needs to respond inside of minutes to get, you know. Somebody's hard. You got a lot again, of boomers. Right? Yeah. You got a lot of boomers. And then uh, we're gonna we're gonna be too late in building up the ambulance infrastructure, and right. then we're gonna have an abundance of ambulances after they're all dead. Yeah. Ambulances are funny too. Because when the pot shops were getting talked about when legalization of marijuana, it always came back to the ambulances then too, because it's like, oh the communities in Colorado, because Colorado was first, the communities in Colorado is all were soon to have to add ambulances, and it costs this much money to run an ambulance every year. Because, because and, of the bus shops? Yeah. So, I don't because know. they thought more people would they be They made some rides. tie to the marijuana shops, to, to ambulances, and crime, of course. And I mean, on a related note, so like, so, sort of scaling-wise, we were chatting about this earlier. Uh, <clears throat> I've always imagined, you know, doctors are very inaccessible. You want to go see your primary care physician, you have something wrong. You can't get in. No. You're making you're making appointments six Never months Never do out. it. A person's job must be incredibly boring. All they're doing is checkups and physicals. and uh, So you go see your – you can't see your specialist. You got to go to the ER. ER takes forever. I know I'm way behind the times on this, but these urgent care oh, yeah. facilities, they yeah. finally – they did it. They did something where – they said, hey, emer- it's not an emergency. You don't have to go to the emergency room. Go to the urgent care place. It's urgent. It's it's a uh, – something keeps ringing in here. Is it me or you? I think it's – I have my guitar in here, and I think it hears me talking in the string start. Anyway. Bro, you have superhuman hearing. Go to the urgent care, <laughs> and you get stuff done. I had a, I had a tick in my armpit. Gross. As you do. No, I don't. Yeah, so I, I get this is what happens to me all the time. I, I spent all day at the fields. I was out in the woods. And then all of a sudden I'm like, all right, something's a little bit itchy. And I reach in my armpit to feel it. And there's like, you know, there's a big lump in there. Uh. And instead of like trying to figure out what it was, I immediately just like squeezed the hell out of the lump. Ugh. And I think I ripped the tick out then. I was like, oh, I think it's a tick. I kind of figured it out quick. 
And I just squeezed squeezed the heck H-E double hockey sticks out of it and <laughs> ripped it out. But I thought I had left the head in there. It was a big one. Big red thing all swollen. Yeah. <clears throat> so I went to the urgent care place because people are like, oh, yeah, you got to get that looked at. I'm like, do I, though? Because that sounds inconvenient. You don't have to make an appointment. It's amazing. You just you go sh- over there. You just show up. You show up, say, hi, here's my insurance card. Oh, yeah, we have you on file. And then it takes like 10 minutes and you see somebody and they come in and then she looks at it, shine a little flashlight in there. She goes, oh, no, it's all gone. It's not in there anymore. Huh. Like, really? I got it out? She's like, yeah, I think you got it out. But She's like, but well, why don't you take some antibiotics anyway? She, and she gives me the pills. Doesn't even give me a prescription to go to the pharmacy. Just says, here you go. Take these. Said, sweet. Took them. Left. All done. And, and that's all you needed? Like that's all I needed. And why did they give you like uh Some antibiotics. But why did they give them to you? Because there was a tick embedded into my armpit. And I, I mean, I know that, but like, jeez. <laughs> uh, you know, just bacteria and stuff. Not So the limes, they're concerned about Lyme's yeah. disease. If it's been greater than 24 hours, mm-hmm. they're very strict about this. Uh, so she's asking me, when did you notice it? I'm like, well... Yesterday evening, it was around 6 o'clock because we were walking around downtown. Oh, okay. It's like 2 o'clock on Sunday. 6 o'clock on Saturday, I noticed it, pulled it out. 2 o'clock on Sundays when I went to the urgent care place. Hasn't been 24 hours. No. (laughs) (laughs) Therefore, you don't have Lyme's disease. I'm like, okay. But And the antibiotics will like fight it off or whatever? Uh, Well, the antibiotics were just for like the... Oh, the infection. Possible infection from the tick's saliva and the grossness around the tick itself. Like, huh? If it had been greater than twenty-four hours, they would have given me a like a series of shots or something. I don't oh, know. Jeez. All right. A couple of big antibiotic shots, kind of thing, or a different course of. And some doctors listening will answer, but um, no, just a couple of um, I don't know, just easy, easy peasy. Like, all right, whatever you say, I'm out. See cool ya. beans. Yeah, we've yeah. gone a bunch of times. Um, and I'll say this. I think they've even made the uh, doctors more responsive or something because the last few times I've needed to make a doctor's appointment, it's been okay. And, and But I, I'll never see, like, my primary guy. It's always some right. other person. It's always some and other it, person. And then they come in and they're like, I don't know. 14 the, the physician's assistant <laughs> yeah it's always and they're all like well super it's less young. of a degree you know you don't have to go to 19 years of med school yeah to be a pa uh but they're good enough yeah i think i really think you know maybe we overtrained a few doctors to go into um the general care general practitioner they call them gp yeah. and we should have trained a few more of these pas which maybe we're doing now yeah I mean, to be a surgeon and stuff, you got to go to a lot of training. Oh, speaking of, so in Thursday, Thursday after school, they're doing one of these, and I have mixed feelings about this. They're doing one of these women in STEM things, girls in STEM. Okay. Yeah, I know everything else is boys, and I have a girl, and she's gonna Wait, go. What? Everything? So, what? What? What did I say? Well, just the idea that they do it's it's like girls only, you know. Yeah, I'm sort of. Uh, I, I don't sure. love that. I think there's. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't love it either, but I think maybe it's it's good. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm so, more like the girls on the run stuff. The women in STEM, we need to do like. Yeah. There's obviously issues, but the the girls on the run thing. I don't know. 
we have girls on the run and we have transgender athletes just running over. So let's got to be consistent. Right, back to some the level. Same thing before you go off the deep end. So they they're, they mailed this thing out and I showed it to my to my daughter Molly and um, she kind of ignored it and I talked to her later and I was like, well, wait, this thing on Thursday, don't you want to go? She's like, ah, I hate engineering. I'm like, because it's because it's all steam. You know? Yeah. And I'm like it's not it's not engineering. This one is is um, it's a bunch of women doctors, orthopedic surgeons. They're all women. Everybody coming is women, but it's orthopedic surgeons, doctors, ER people. I don't know where they got all these people from, but uh, coming into the school and it's multi town, so acting can go. Did you know you didn't? Maybe you didn't know this. Wait, oh no, my daughter used to do this. What's it called again? It's called because we, we she went to Maynard to do it couple times yeah it's in maynard and it's and you can go and there's one happening it's called mabel next Hmm, it's weird oh no oh it's the girls engineering club uh maybe she called girls engineering club (laughs) it's what it says yeah but then there's some mabel word and then it says swe and then next swe is the society of women engineers i think uh, and my daughter saw the engineering part and said, I hate engineering, which, you know, broke my heart. But this is a... But this is where says, I think... this We don't talk about this. Like, this is where I think we have a problem. Like, what the heck... What is engineering and why do you hate it? Uh, that's, that's what I talked to her about. I said, listen, you... And I, and I kind of lied to her right away. I was like, listen, you already are an engineer. Like, everything you do yeah. every day, it's so much like engineering mindset like you're so organized and you're so thoughtful and you structure things and you take the pieces apart and you do these puzzles and even when you're doing your artwork it's like you're engineering something it's just you're just thinking you know i kind of i kind of smoothed out the edges a little bit to be like engineering is just a fancy word for thinking which then made me think i was being mean to every other career classification as if they don't think so I thought about that a lot while I was biking to work. <laughs> like, wait a minute. If I classified engineers as thinkers, what do I think marketing people do? I don't think that's changed. <laughs> I got a marketing person at work heckling me right now to tell me how I'm making – maybe I shouldn't even say this on the show – but what we're doing to be more – um uh, what do you call it? Like help for the earth? What's the word I'm looking for? Green? Uh, conscientious? I guess green, but like what's our plan? And my and my answer to him was like, we don't have a plan. He's like, oh, but we need to have a plan because we said we have a plan. So what's our plan? Like, <laughs> that's not the way it works. Yeah. Like, you know, it was literally this whole conversation I've had in the past with salespeople and at other companies where they're like, yeah, but we told the customer that we do that. So now we have to do that. Like, that's not, the order it's supposed to go in. Anyway, so back to the engineering thing. Our doc, I guess I wouldn't say doctors are engineers, but maybe in some aspects of their job, right? They, they might design new tools and things like that. I don't even know how to classify an engineer anymore. So anyway, this, this <laughs> girls engineering club lab thing, they're bringing in a team of orthopedic surgeons, surgical residents, physicians, assistants, operating room nurses, trained as surgical technicians, blah, blah, blah. And they're going to demonstrate orthopedic surgeries. <laughs> Wait, what? They're actually going to have the kids like sawing bones and stuff. Like real bones? Yeah. Like human bones? Probably not human bones. I'm not sure. That would be a little. 
Um, so I don't know what it has to do with engineering, but it's just one of these like maybe they should maybe they should really name it like women in non <laughs> waitress jobs. Like, uh, what are we trying to get them out of that they're over? <sighs> like, please don't really? get a psychology degree. We're gonna get into this. Like, uh, what? <laughs> No, I don't know. Like, it's more of an inverse. Like, I know we're I, trying to get them if- out of the nurturing aspects of their career because they shouldn't be doing that because that's beneath them. Nurturing, yes, okay. Which that's is a bunch of for. a crock of hot garbage. But, but you, you mean just motherhood in general? They shouldn't no. be mothers. Well, I mean, no. I'm I, I'm being facetious. I think that we should let people ha- be in the uh, things that they like to do. If people are women are more nurturing, then why would we not celebrate that? Why do we have to make that? Like a bad thing. Why are we make it a? That's my problem. Well, men should be more nurturing as well, of course. Why? Uh, what do you mean? <laughs> why? Why? I mean, why? Why should men be more nurturing? All men should be more nurturing, and all women should be less nurturing. That's what your take is. <laughs> on average, I think. What so. on average? No, not on average. You just said uh, equally. The, you know, why? It's assuming it's assuming there's already a disparity. Yes. Well, why? Why well, can't? Why not? B- because we have different aspects about our. I see. So you're going with the uh, uh, division of duties. Yeah. Like, and be the engineers. I'm also going with like the celebration. I'm going with the diversity. I guess you could play. It's a diversity play, Randy. Yeah. If we're all the same, I guess then- it's it's the idea. I think the idea we're trying to fix here is that we didn't give women and girls the opportunity. To discover if they wanted to do this. Okay. Things. Now that is, uh, that now we're talking about the equity of opportunity, and I'm okay right. with it. We, I'm okay with that. But I will say this. Right. But when Molly's like, yeah. I hate engineering. Yeah. And it doesn't come naturally. Why would I force her to do it? Right. And why did we've made it seem like, I think we're continuing to make it seem like women are missing out because they don't want to be engineers and they're doing something right. wrong. And that's right. not necessarily true. I don't think so. No, that's not necessarily true at all. She's, yeah. I just don't, well, I also don't think that she knows, you know what she said? This was the best. And I said, <laughs> and I, I hope no one listens to this. I said, well, why do you think you hate engineering? She said, well, I hate makerspace. That class sucks. <laughs> and, and and my response, frankly, like very quickly was, well, that teacher sucks. Yeah. Like, and that's what it comes down to, right? It comes and, down and, to the teacher. And I wasn't saying that as a cop-out. Like, I really yeah. don't like the teacher of that class. <laughs> They're very they, – they just kind of phone it in. Yeah. And like, that That class could be so much fun. It could be yeah. so much fun. And that's like one of the fa- – my daughter's favorite classes is the uh, Minuteman Tech class and my son too. But they, they the Minuteman Tech class, which is like the vocational school does like yeah. a thing here. So they use huh. tools and all that engineering stuff, right? But that, I, I told you I did this, right? When I when I ran that Raspberry Pi class for fourth and fifth graders, I think it was, or fourth through sixth. Yep. I had – there was 11 kids in the class and two were women, right? And it was just like that's – that's the like distribution yeah. and yeah, there were girls. I mean, there were girls and boys, but they, it's, um, and it, it's, it's just not the social sort of ask. Like they didn't have friends in the class, but boys would come in like pairs or with a friend or like, and I don't know. It's, it's a different thing. And I do think that's why I think it's good that they do the women in STEM programs or the women only program or girls only programs because then there, there's not like that. I don't really, I mean, did not speak ill of a, to be what's the opposite of misogynistic, uh, 
there's a word. Boys are the worst. We know. Yeah, this. right. The guys, guys can or boys can take over a class, right? You get yeah. that one boy that's. I mean, very. He, that's bossy, basically. You don't see it as much, I think. I, I don't know. With young girls, we know what happens. Yeah, yeah. We know what happens. We know it's not a sweeping fact. Yeah. Uh, and we know, yeah, we just, there's a lot to it and I'm not even capable of speaking to it. So I'm looking yeah. at the list of registrations cause for some reason it's wide open <laughs> and there's one, there's only two girls in here from Acton out of 36. Who are they? <laughs> you know, I could tell you what, how old names. There's a 12 and a 13. Uh, 12 and a 13. Yeah. That'd be Grace's age. I might, um, yeah. Is one of them named Charlotte? There's three Charlottes in here. The one from Acton? None of, none of them are Acton. Okay, the one girl that I used to know. Oh, wait. There. I'm sorry. Yes. Is it Charlotte D? Start with a D? Correct. <laughs> See, I know one of them. <laughs> yeah, and uh, <laughs> um, good for good for her. I, I, yeah, I, but I, 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 so yes, the women in tech thing is, is it's an interesting thing. And I do think it's, it's not like, oh, you know, IBM or whatever blue chip company needs to hire more women, right? It, that's, that's, that's too late for me to, in my opinion, it's way too late. We can, we can hire women fine. We can hire an equal number of women, but then you are watering down the technology. You know, you're watering down the, um, the skill set because you don't have the same number of women at that point. You need to get involved earlier. That's why I wish we as a company, a technology company would get involved with like the schools and run like school programs for young kids in elementary schools and support it at that. Not be like, Oh, we just need to hire more women out of college. Like it's, it, I don't know. I mean, it's good to do that too. And, but you're, cause you're making more demand, of course. So that will trickle down, I guess. I don't really believe that I'm trickle down. Anything works. I don't know. Um, Probably not, but I, I don't know. So I just think I would love to see us get involved with this. I've even said this in one of those surveys. Like we should be doing that is what we should be doing instead of the stupid, well, whatever. Like I say, donating money to different parades and different weird organizations that are social, political instead of you want to make real change. Let's, let's stay in our lane. But that's, uh, yeah. Anywho, what's, what's your lane? I'm saying like as a technology company, let's, if we want to support women, Oh yeah. Don't I forget what the other we 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 did some weird thing. I mean, we support different different agendas that are uh that are not related to uh what we do as a company, right? So, I wish we would say, okay, we're going to put our money instead of um you know, going to a parade or whatever and, and I'm trying to, you know, what we in your big big parade in New York. I would rather see us like, hey, let's create a let's partner with this program the school and like create a program for where we can get more women involved. That seems much more like specific to our business than, than the social. And it's not just that one parade, but there, there was something else. There's something else we gave a bunch of money to under the guise of like helping women. And I'm like, how does that help them really? These are all career people already. Why do they need? Anyways, I'm, I'm off the rails here. I'm going to get myself let go from the company too. <laughs> uh, what do you call that? Performative? Yeah. Performative. Yeah. But there's not, there was another word. Maybe that was it. Oh, uh, but it's easy to label everything. With virtue that. signaling. It's virtue signaling. As yeah. soon as someone does it, it's easy to label it like that and brush it off. Right? Uh, yeah. you're just virtuous. What are you really going to do to help the cause? Like, well, what that's what I'm like- saying, though. If you spent the same amount of money and effort, you could seriously help like some inner city school. That was it. It was like hiring. We're going to start hiring out of. I don't know, some urban place. Like we're going to start hiring. And it wasn't like Chicago. It was like we're going to start hiring from. 
St. Louis or something or inner city St. Louis, some weird sort of, oh, because we don't hire to get more diversity. We're going to start hiring from inner women from inner cities. There was, was a like, big podcast. It was a podcast about not our company. Yeah. Um, it was a bank, I believe, or Walmart or something. It was some huge. Yeah. Maybe it was some, it doesn't matter, but there was a, there was a podcast I was listening to about this. Where they opened a call center, and it was very like the the podcast itself sounded because the gist of it is they opened a call center in in uh, somewhere near Chicago, like the bad part of Chicago, which I don't know what that is, northern, southern, eastern, and they kind of kept it a secret. They were that they were looking for a location because as soon as a big company is looking for a place to put a building or something, what happens? All these towns and cities. Throw oh, tax yeah. advantages at them and stuff. Like, oh, right. come to us and try to incentivize them. Right. So they kept it being secret. They got this warehouse. They took – that's what it was. They think they took over a Walmart, the building. So they took over the building or something. Uh, and they built this call center. But a big piece of the podcast was talking about – they wanted to hire local people. So – but they needed <laughs> – and the way they talked about this sounds super racist – they needed someone that could relate, you know, to the folks in the area. Oh. So, the, so they really wanted like a black person to to run the call center. Yeah, uh, and they found someone within their company actually that that was very qualified and happened to originally be from the area, uh, which worked out. You know, it was a very coincidentally great kind of thing. But it was an interesting sort of discussion point where it's kind of like, huh. You, you now just did something very racist, <laughs> but in a positive way. Yeah. Like you selected them based on their race. Specific. You specifically, like that is essentially the definition. You know, you you made a decision based on their race, but you did it for the good of the company. You know, <laughs> I mean, it helped them obviously, and it helped all the people in the area because they. Because they relate better, and it worked out like really well in the end. And yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. A feel, it's a feel-good story in some way. <laughs> but it was just kind of funny how how that whole process went. Because it's like you you picked them <laughs> <laughs> like first and foremost. Maybe not first, maybe second, right? But I don't know how much of it was. Like, what qualified them for that job? A big part of what qualified them was the color of their skin. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Know. You know, they were, and it was the topic of the podcast yeah. and how cool it was and but see, how good the company was for yeah. opening a location in an area that w- that needed jobs. Yeah. And, and uh, you know. I don't see, I don't really like have a problem with that. It's just that we have gotten to a point where it's like we can't acknowledge that. Hey, this guy that grew up in the inner city may know more about the inner city because yeah. if we say that, just because I grew up in the inner city, I'm you know then I'm now no no but but think about it in the opposite way. <laughs> yeah, I know I'm agreeing with you though. It's like we can't. But think about it right. <laughs> think about it in the other direction, right? Well, right. I'm saying like as a white person, I can't just assume if I say that the black person is more attuned with the inner city. I have to like, def- no, I, I mean the other way. So say we open a, uh, they actually open a call center out on, you know, in Weston yeah. and they're, and they're like, well, we can't have 
her there. She won't oh, fit in. But we need that's awful. Professor Whitey Pants to run that shop. Like, although the, that that's what happens organically, right? Like that 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 doesn't have to. It's not. And unfortunately, you know, for better or worse, right? That's that's not the that's. Uh, what is the word I'm looking for here? That's not the minority event, right? Because the majority of the people that probably are, we, you know, we're talking about this completely hypothetical situation, but right. The hypothetical would be like, there's, if you're saying that we have to find the black person from the inner city and that's the, the, the outlier, then you have to assume that the rest of the organization is rich white people. <laughs> I'm making uh, a leap here. Yeah. <laughs> but no, sort for of. sure. Like that they had other qualified people, yeah, that they overlooked. Yeah, they black enough. This, we are we are down a rabbit trail. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, we are for sure. I, yeah, but I yeah I know. And why are you even talking about this? What's that have to do with kids? I, I don't, don't know. know. Oh, it had to do with you. Uh, has to do with uh, uh, stem uh, virtue stuff. signaling and. Well, no, it's not virtue signaling. I just yeah. Well, it is. But it's also this like this was them really doing something. Yeah, no, in this good case, for them, it was right, a business right. really. They yeah. opened up the call center. It was like three thousand jobs, good jobs, good stable jobs. Yeah, and uh, that's and so. That, that, that's I guess my point exactly. Right? What do we really know about LGBTQ activism as a company? Right? That's not in our lane at all. Why are we putting our money behind that when which we do know and we have plenty of people that can educate? You know. And know how to do technology. And we have plenty of women or men that could teach women, girls, to do that. Why are we not le- leaning on our strengths instead of trying to get into this sociopolitical I- I- instance? I- or What the heck am I looking yeah. for here? So, yeah, I think I um, <clears throat> maybe the short answer is just if we have some extra money, throw it at this. Uh, what was it called again? I always want people to throw more money at education. I, so that's where I yeah. end up with, right? Like, right. It, that we'll, we'll never even see, right? We're, yeah. we're not going to see any better from from this ever. From what? The Earth is Girls Engineering Club, oh, yeah. Mabel Sweeneck's thing that I forwarded to you, by the way. Yeah. You, there might oh, be sure. room to sign up. I don't yeah. know. And my uh, youngest should do it. That's my youngest. She, she's uh, She gets a tinker crate. And every month when it comes, it's boom. She puts that thing together and like it stops, drops she what she's doing. gets a tinker crate still? You're spending money on that? No, a gift thing. Oh, from a uh, rich uncle or something. Okay. Not my mom. but uh, <laughs> From a rich mom? Um, Tinker cat. Why Tinker should I not crate. spend money on that? You, well, now I'm I'm shopping for them. So oh. that's the, that's do Mark Rober's. Let me know. I've heard good things about Mark Rober, and I wanted to do that one. And then I was going to say, because my mom's like, oh, we're going to re-up the thing for Christmas. And before I could get in between the conversation, they had done it. And I was like, oh, that's fine. She loves it. So I was going to say, oh, switch over to Mark Rober's. I'm curious what theirs is like. And my neighbors Bill do Mark Rober's. Yeah. Subscription. 12 months, $25 a box. Yeah, they ain't cheap. But... No, that's not cheap at all. Yeah. Um, But yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. Is it? I guess I got two kids, so if one of them hates it, the other one could do it. But I don't. I, I wonder if they're a little young for you. My ten-year-old does it, um, so. But she loves it. Who, so who I was a little young. You mean the my kids are young? No, if your if your kids are old for it, I'm sorry. I wonder if you. Uh, I wonder if the box is a little young for your kids. That's what I was saying. I see. Um, but that maybe I should sign her. Up. Yeah, that's what I need. I need to add another thing to my life. Right. Yeah. You add one more shipment of garbage. Yeah. There's a skit about that. I mean, I think that was a Seinfeld skit. Or, or were you just 
We're just facilitators of garbage, you know? Oh, are we? I wouldn't doubt it. Everything in our house will eventually become garbage. Yeah. Well, Maybe. and that's what, that is one thing I, my little critique sort of about the Tinker Crate thing is these projects kept like accumulating and I'm like, well, these are just in the way and there's all these cardboard things, you know, and they're kind of cool. And they're like, one of them had hydraulics with like plungers and stuff. Yeah. But I'm like, this stuff's everywhere. And then she, uh, actually was like, yeah, all right, I'm done with it. And let's just throw them out. And I'm like, what? We're actually doing this? <laughs> yes. And then the yeah. garbage was full of all this cardboard. It's like $300 of, of trash. Right. Yeah. But that's, I, I'm, I'm okay with it because it served its purpose. It's did it thing. She learned her lesson with it. And then it was time to go. Well, that's, uh, I guess it's an experience, right? Yeah. <clears throat> we'll spend $300 on a meal. Hmm. Right. Enjoy that. Yell at you the whole time. Yeah. Said you hated it. Yeah. That gross face. You ordered. Then you had a grilled cheese. Yeah. $35 for chicken nuggets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they, they don't even, they don't, they don't even bother hiding it anymore. It actually oh, says yeah. on the menu, Kraft mac yep. and cheese. Love that. $19. Yep. yep. <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay. I, I brought my own box. For 69 cents. There you go. Yeah. Just, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> I bought my own box. Can you just give me some hot water? <laughs> That is such a kick in the nuts. Oh, yeah. That's the worst. And then we go back. Oh, do you have coupons for this? Yeah, just, okay. Just spent $19 <laughs> on a box of mac and cheese. Uh, and the end to get complained about the whole time. end to get complained yeah. about. Uh, it's not the right shape. It's not the, yeah. It's not it doesn't the... taste right. Oh, man. Okay. Well, we didn't get to talk about the motor coaching with my son, but. Who turned 16 today? We'll talk about it more next week. Oh, today was the day. Today was so he, the day. When did he take his permit test? I, well, we're over. Do you want to know all about it? We can get into it a little no. bit. All right. Save it for next week. Permit yeah. test, top of the list. Cue the music. Thank you for listening to our show. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at dads at dadsbeingdads.com. We're on Facebook too, forward slash dadsbeingdadspodcast. All four words, all jammed together. Or search Dads Being Dads Podcast. You can find us. Throw us a like and some comments. And of course, iTunes. Send us a review and some sweet, sweet stars. Twitter too, but uh, we'll have to get back on that. But you can find us.